Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Some people live to win lotto. Well, for Peter, he won something much more valuable, and he shares his story. This day, um, about two years ago, it was the same as any other day, a Monday morning. Um, I used to go to this lady's house. Her name was Irene Bosworth. I had been her carer for quite some time, and she'd had a fall, and she'd hurt her back, and she had uh, blood clots in her lung. Uh, she was waiting for a hip replacement. She really, really wasn't very well at all. And I used to do her shopping for her, fetch her groceries, her medication and stuff like that. And How old was she? She was uh, 80. And can I ask how old you were at the time? I was um, 70. At 70, you're caring for this woman. That's just amazing that you're doing that for starters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I retired from work myself and I'd... I didn't really have much to do during the day and I, I took it upon myself when this lady was quite poorly that I would look after her. I'd do the chores around the house and... Uh, so keep going with your story. But on this particular day, I'd left her, I'd said goodbye and then walked back to my car and she watched me out the window and waved to me, waved to say goodbye. And uh, then she didn't hear my car start up and drive off. Because I was... A, a little way up the street, I couldn't park outside her house. So she she came out to look for me and found me completely lifeless, laying underneath my car because I'd rolled under the car. And uh, she called 911 for the ambulance and uh, they told us to punch me in the chest and then try to do CPR. She had no idea how to do it. She couldn't kneel down because her legs weren't very good. But anyway, she, she did my heart for quite some time and then the ambulance arrived and they took me away to Lincoln County Hospital. What did they say happened to you? Oh, apparently it had a cardiac arrest and uh, while I was laid there, my heart had stopped. Um, I wasn't breathing. Um, I was turning blue. <laughs> and so they knew how long I'd been there, apparently, because as soon as you ring the ambulance, they like start a clock and the... the uh, controller was saying to Irene is he breathing yet is he breathing yet and apparently I took my first gulp of breath after about eight minutes eight minutes I don't know how I lived that long how I, how I recovered from that all that time when they took me into county hospital at Lincoln um I was too poorly they couldn't save me two of my muscles in my heart had already um given up completely one one muscle was fluttering and trying to keep keep pace to try and supply blood around my body. And they decided that they couldn't do anything to save me and sent me to Leicester, um, a Glenfield heart operation, a heart hospital, to see if they could put me right. Anyway, I got to Glenfield Hospital and straight away they took some blood samples to max me up for, um, for, for blood. Eight pints had got ready for me. And then I said, well, how long have I got to wait? Thinking that it would take ages and ages. Um, I know they had a waiting list of about a year and a half at one time. And I said, well, how long will I have to wait? And the man said, you're not waiting. You're going straight down now. And they, they wheeled me away. And next thing I woke up with all tubes out of me and everything. And I'd survived the operation. But I had a triple bypass operation. So did they explain how you could have survived after eight minutes of not breathing? I do not know. I've spoke to a lot of people. They say you would be 
virtually brain death, dead after eight minutes. But I'm, I, I feel I'm a little bit slower. I'm not as sharp as I used to be. Um, I'm a little bit deafer, and I'm, I can't see so well as I used to do. Um, but um, I'm really lucky to be alive at all. And I survived that well that I was fit enough after five days to go home. You're kidding. Did you have a faith at all? Yeah, I, I, I've always been a Christian, and I, um, I, I thought that I must have been saved for some reason or other. When I come round, I thought, in fact, I began to wonder why God had saved me at all. And uh, I thought it was very strange. I had a different outlook on life altogether. And uh, as I started to get mobile, I found a gentleman in the ward. And this man, he, 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 looked, he just shone. He looked so positive and lovely. And I went up to him and said, you, you must be a Christian. And he said he was straight away. And then he asked me if I was. I said, well, I, I am a Christian. I said, in fact, I used to be a Salvationist years and years ago. And he said, have you ever been, have you been born again? And I said, well, no, I haven't. I mean, I went to the penitent form when I was a, a young lad, and I signed the pledge like you do in the YP, and I came up through the YP section. But he said, well, we can put that right, right here and now, he said, if you want. He said, if you pray with me, we knelt at the bed, and we said the sinner's prayer, and I gave my life to Jesus. Wow. And that's when it all started for me then. So what, what happened from then? Well, um... We we got up, he had to go off to have some exercise done, <laughs> and he left me talking to his reverend um, of the church that he belonged to, which was Don the Baptist Church at Leicester. He put me onto the reverend, and the reverend was talking to me and explaining what I'd just done and the ramifications of all this, how it would change my life. And he said, um, there, will be, there will be rejoicing in heaven today of a sinner found his way back home. That's Peter's story. He'd had a heart attack. He wasn't breathing for eight minutes, but you might say he won his life back. Before the incident, he said he had a couldn't care attitude. And today, well, he joined the Salvos. He plays in the Salvos band, feeds the homeless, teaches kids to play cornet and trombone, and told me he has a life full of joy. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.